You're listening to the Scalarama Liverpool podcast. This podcast will be interviewing the different exhibitors and people involved in putting together the month of events. We'll have all the info about the great films you can catch throughout September across the city and learn some interesting things about the films, organisations and people who all come together to appreciate cinema for Scalarama. Hi, so we're back with Mark O'Brien who's uh, here to chat about Liverpool Left Film Club and the events that they've got coming up for Scalarama this month. Your first event coming up, that's uh, Joshua Toot Babien. Um, so what, why did you choose that film? What, what do you think that that uh, significance of that film is for you? Well, it's all about 1968 um, and the events in France in May of that year. Um, it was an absolutely extraordinary year. It stands out as a, a pivotal year in the revolutionary calendar. It was a year which threw everything up in the air. Um, uh, the questions of class, questions of art and radical thought of all different types. And Le Goddard and Gorin's uh, Tout va bien is, it was made in 1972. And it's very much their reflection on the significance of 1968. Um, it's part comedy, part serious. It's about uh, a couple, um, uh, a, a washed-up uh, new wave film director, uh, played by uh, Yves Montard, and also uh, Jane Fonda, uh, playing his girlfriend, who's an American journalist, uh, trying rather um, haplessly to cover the events in France and in the course of their journey they get caught up um, in some ways hilariously in the occupation of a sausage factory uh, uh, which involves the um, the capturing of the boss uh, he gets locked in his office uh, he has to negotiate with the workers to be allowed to go to the toilet um, and it's just it's just about it's, it is partly humorous but really uh, it's quite a profound film because it goes to the heart of questions of class and exploitation, which obviously uh, was what makes it really all about. I, I mean, I've never seen the film, um, so hearing it was part, it's part comedy, that's a bit of a shock <laughs> to yeah. hear. Um, are, are quite a lot of the films that are around this issue, would you say that it handles the issues a little bit differently, or is it quite a common trope within like um, films about these kind of like social uprisings? No, I, I think they're all very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and what actually stands out, um, and I, I don't, I don't want to make too much be a, sound like a comedy. Yeah, it isn't, it isn't a comedy, uh, but it's, there's certainly a lot of humour in it, uh, gags really. Um, but what's really exciting about the film, apart from the actual social content of the film, mm-hmm. is that it's cinematically very innovative. Yeah. Um, it's very much a Brechtian film, it breaks through what they call the fourth wall, so it reaches out to the audience, it constantly reminds the audience that this is a film they're watching, it isn't a naturalistic depiction. Um, so there are uh, direct uh, interviews with the workers, not real film footage, obviously it's all actors, but direct interviews with the workers, doing sort of headshot interviews about their lives and their grievances and what they see as being the significance of May 68. Uh, and also um, uh, camera sweeps that cut across a building, you know, the way, you know when you can see the walls of the building and it goes yeah. from one room to the next, things like that. Um, there are, there's a, a, a very interesting scene, opening scene actually, uh, with set checks being signed, which is all about the financing and the budget of making the film itself. So it's constantly self-reflexive all the way through. Mm. So it kind of, it really kind of throws you up in the air as, as, as a viewer. 
So it's not just that the film itself is very engaging and very exciting and very entertaining to watch. You're actually drawn into a, a kind of a, a narrative, a critical narrative, which makes you uh, kind of reflect upon your relationship to the art that you're watching. Which makes it terribly interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 1968 and the late 60s is a common theme in lots of films that's going on this year, actually. What do you think has, has about our current political climate, do you think has started that, has made that of such interest for so many different programmers? I think, I think I think there are powerful resonances with, with today. In fact, that's my interest. The, the Liverpool Left Film Club, um, I mean, I, I do tend to show films which, um, you know, are from the uh, 70s, particularly in the 80s. A lot, a lot of left-wing directors, particularly Italian directors, come from that time. Uh, Visconti, um, uh, other kind of big-name left-wing, sometimes Communist Party-linked uh, directors, something from that kind of tradition anyway. Um, but my, my real interest is is not just showing films for uh, historical interest. It's what they, how they resonate with today. Absolutely. The way they raise questions for today, sometimes suggest answers for today. Um, certainly speak to today's issues where class and exploitation, austerity of course, or shorthand for that, are massive, massive issues. Um, uh, all the, the the kind of much more uh, kind of human questions, existential questions about what we're doing to the planet, what we're doing to our society, the degradation that capitalism causes, um, the, 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 kind of the horrors of war, etc, etc, etc. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Now, they were the kind of issues that were animating all the movements in the 60s. It wasn't just about you know, student risings and, uh, and exploitation, it was also about war, Poverty, the women's movement, the students' movement, um, the black civil rights movement, of course. It's such a heady mix of factors which actually do speak to our experience today. And I think we can learn a lot from those, from those times, certainly, and sometimes we can learn a lot from watching the movies from that time as well. Absolutely. I mean, I've never seen uh, I've never seen this particular film. I've seen films of a similar ilk, and there is there just seem to be a sort of, um, more recently anyway, a, a kind of strive on nostalgia back to those kind of protests and those kind of uprisings and how you know how can we make them relevant to today um, so I definitely say that you know it's really important that this year's Scalarama are kind of really injecting that into their program of events um, so what would you say about the sort of broad the broader um, range of films that Liverpool Left Film Club have put on in the past is there is there a huge range from all sorts of genres yeah the, the, I mean there really is and the I mean, the, the word left is in there, so the, the kind of political um, bias is, is obvious. <laughs> um, uh, but, 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 but what I would say is that the, the term left has a, a not that I've ever written it down, but it has a very broad definition in my mind. Absolutely. So it isn't just, it is sometimes about the, the actual social content of the film. So, you know, we've, we've shown films which actually about, about strikes. Um, but we've also shown films about um, the individual in society. Um, it, personal liberation, um, films that comment on the effects of commercialism and consumerism. Uh, so it's a very broad notion of what of what left means. It isn't didactic. It isn't party affiliated. Uh, it's it's a, it's a it's a very kind of broad canvas, really. But what I think um, is is important to say is that it's not just about watching the film. Yeah, absolutely. It's also about the conversations that it supports afterwards. 
Um, you know, people kind of hang around, they want to talk. Um, uh, sometimes some really, really interesting discussions and even debates get going. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't force that. Sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't happen. Yeah. Sometimes people just want to go home, you know, that's absolutely fine. Or, or go for a drink in the pub downstairs. But we've had a, a couple of epic nights where people have just stayed and, and argued and talked till the pub closed. And they're, they're the best nights. You, know, you, you, can't, you can't plan it, you can't predict it. Uh, but when it happens, it's great. And for me, that really is, the, is the, the purpose and the whole point, is to facilitate those kinds of discussions. And it, it seems like something that's very well suited to, to cinema or to seeing it with other people, especially other people that you don't know in the community. Um, if you go to see you know, a common a blockbuster, you might talk with your mates about what scenes you liked or, what, or whatever. But having films with such a social commentary, I think, is much more. You get much more out of it with seeing it with people. Would you agree? Definitely. And your your point there about you know if you go to a mainstream cinema house, you 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 know you you might go go with a friend or perhaps with a small group, and then you tend to kind of stick to that group for the rest of the evening, maybe. But what um, what happens? What tends to happen in the Liverpool Left Film Club is that quite often the people who if if people do hang around for a discussion, they haven't met before, and that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And it's quite a surprise sometimes, actually, because you've got no idea who's, who's going to walk in through the door on the evening. And that, that, can be, that can be one of the most interesting things about it, because you can't predict the mix of people. And I've had, you know, people who are um, first years at the university, you know, any of the universities in Liverpool, and pensioners, um, and, and sometimes people who are in Liverpool on a weekend break who just happened to walk into the pub that happened one evening, and that was, that was good fun. So the mix is completely unpredictable. Um, but that's that's the fun of it, really. And from 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 an organizer's point of view, from my personal point of view, it's got to be fun. It isn't just about you know heavy politics. It's something that I do actually enjoy doing yeah. <laughs> because because of that kind of social and political aspect. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like something that really brings groups of people that maybe wouldn't normally interact together, Definitely. and that's really important with the issue, the, the things that people might be discussing as well. It's quite important to have those kind of conversations. So it's a really good platform for that to happen. Yeah. Any particularly interesting films that you've put on that have, that have promoted discussion the best, do you think? The, the standout film, the one standout evening was a film by Visconti called La Terra Tremor, um, or which translated means The Earth Trembles. And it was a film that was, it was commissioned by the Italian Communist Party. It was, it was supposed, supposed to be one of three films, only one got made. Uh, and it's about the plight of a... Uh, of, an impoverished fishing family uh, who decide to take out a loan to buy salting equipment so they can cut out the market middleman and take their fish directly to market. They can, they can preserve the fish in the salt. Uh, and at first everything's wonderful and they've got this extra money in their pocket and you know everyone's happy and, and, and the young men are proposing to the young women because they've got some money and it's all wonderful, very, very rosy. But then of course there's, well, there's a storm they can't go out, they can't put their boat out, or that, rather they have to put their boat out. The other fishermen keep their boats in because of the storm. This time they have no choice because they have to keep up the repayments on the loan. Yeah. They send their boat out, it's smashed to bits, and it causes their ruin. Which sounds like a very depressing film, and in some ways it is a depressing film. But it's so beautifully done, and it's so well observed, and it's so cinematically beautiful, and it's so powerful, and the politics are so overt and so clear and the, the director's sympathies are so un- 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 completely unapologetic 
I think it's a fantastic film, and that just got a brilliant discussion going after it. That, that's all that jumps to mind, I and mean, I can probably think of another couple of examples, but um, that, that's the one that really is quite powerful to me. I, I came away thinking, I'm so happy to be organising film club yeah. that evening. Yeah. Really meaningful to Yeah, it was people. actually, yeah. it really was, yeah. yeah. I think that those, the great thing about these kind of events is that you can have quite heated debates with people that you don't know, uh, but at the end of it you're kind of like, but we all, we're all here for the same reason, because oh, we all yeah. want to appreciate cinema yeah, together, and yeah, it's yeah. kind of, you know, it can get a bit tense for a while, but that tension's sort of nice. Friendly, <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's all, I mean, we've never had a punch up. No, it's, it's, it's always very, very friendly, really. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, what have you? What, what are your sort of future plans for Liverpool Left Film Club? What, are, what kind of events have you got coming up for Scalarama and beyond that? Uh, well, the, the next film on the 27th of uh, September after uh, Tu Babian is um, Marcuse and Revolution, Herbert's Hippopotamus. I'm also showing a short film, an eight-minute film, called uh, Marcuse in Paradise. Herbert Marcuse was a very important uh, Marxist philosopher um, who was um, prominent in the Frankfurt School of uh, Marxist Sociology in the 1930s, moved to California in the 50s uh, and wrote some very important texts, particularly Eros and Civilization, which was taken up by the gay movement ten, ten years after it came out, uh, and also uh, One Dimensional Man, which is hugely influential on the student movement. He was very influential amongst the students at Berkeley. Uh, and um, was uh, hounded by the university authorities and also by, at that time, the senator, uh, Ronald Reagan, who campaigned again for him to be removed. Um, but it's a, it's a documentary um, film uh, made by a Dutch director about Marcuse's time in, in California and about his influence on the student movement. And uh, I've, I've got my issues with Marcuse from a theoretical point of view, but not, but he was a profound thinker, mm. and his insights into the effects of modern capitalism on the individual and the psyche are very powerful, really very powerful indeed. The hippopotamus reference comes from the <laughs> fact that uh, I'd, I'd, if anyone can tell me the whole story about this, I'd be grateful because I don't know the whole story. It's slightly enigmatic, but um, he had a thing about hip about porcelain hippos. <laughs> Yeah, as you do. Wow. Um, yeah, and, and the students, as a sign of their affection for him, really, would give him these. Bottom. So apparently, self-fulfilling cycle that is. He's got hippos, so we'll give him more. So <laughs> so apparently, his office at Berkeley was just full of porcelain hippopotamus. Bottom eye. I imagine um, maybe he wasn't really that into them, but they didn't have the heart to say. It, 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 became, it became a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a wonderful. That's a wonderful <laughs> bit of a trivia. Yeah, definitely. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a really great movie, uh, documentary film, really, um, and it's it's ve very much in the in the spirit of the kind of '68 theme of Scholar Armor this year. Mm. And what what about for the uh, Liverpool Left Film Club? Is that something that you just want to keep expanded upon and keep doing events in different places around the city? I've, I've got I've got one venue, which yeah. is the lovely room upstairs at the Caledonia, um, uh, with its very eclectic mix of chairs, um, <laughs> and uh, and the very very friendly bar staff. I really my ambition for Liverpool Left Film Club is that it becomes a club. At the moment, mm. it isn't really. At the moment, it's it's just driven by me and my my own enthusiasm. I would like it to be a club. I'd like yeah. it. To, I'd like us to have badges. No, I don't want badges or a uniform. No, no, or a hat or anything. No, no. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll have the main hat. No, no, no. Um, what, what I want is to build a, a sense of community around left cinema. So I'd like it to be um, 
very open to um, you know people getting involved, uh, meeting not just for the cinema nights but to kind of brainstorm ideas and you know because the thing is that I, I've got my uh, my own preferences and my own likes and dislikes, but it can't just be about one person. It should be it should be much more open than that. Um, so I've got a very broad view of the kind of films that we could be showing, but it'd be great to have more input. So I'd like it to become a proper club. Yeah, that sounds like um, a great idea. You know, I mean, again, you can't force these things. It happens or it doesn't happen. It'll take off or it won't take off. Mm. But I see Scholar Arm as being an opportunity to promote it. Yeah. That, that's why I was so pleased that uh, you know, the work that Monica and Michael are doing, you guys are doing, to actually promote small cinema. I think that, that, that I think Scholar Arm is fantastic for that, actually. Um, because the, the, the problem with... The, the kind of main, mainstream cinema is that even, even with the kind of more uh, independent um, venues, there's a it's, it's really quite corporatized and they, they have to survive commercially. Uh, I understand that. However, the shame of it is that lots of really superb films just never see the light of day. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and, I think uh, I think it's such a shame. We, obviously, with the Liverpool Small Cinema closing down, we were worried about shocking. you know what's the future? What's the future of independent cinema, you know, independent yeah. sort of groups putting on cinema in Liverpool. Yeah. But I think that what Scalarama and all the different exhibitors have done is said, okay, well, we can use any space. We can, you can have a cinema anywhere, anywhere yeah. can work, as long as you've got the people and you've got a screen. Yeah. Even a TV, even a tiny little TV, you're fine. Anyone can do, can do it. So yeah. I think it's really important that that kind of spirit keeps going. And I definitely think like clubs like Liverpool Left Film Club, you know, that's, that's what it's all about, isn't it? So it seems yeah. really, really good for that. Just want to give us a, a reminder of what, what films you're showing and when they are, just for any listeners who didn't catch it earlier. This Thursday, the 13th of September, the Liverpool Left Film Club is showing Tout Babian by uh, Godard and Gorin upstairs at the Caledonia. The film starts at seven, promptly, and it, I think it's about an hour and a half, so it won't take up your whole evening. Um, Please, please come along. Uh, it's a fantastic film. The second film is on the 27th of October, September. <laughs> Again at 7pm. Same venue upstairs at the Calais. Uh, and that is um, uh, Marcus and Revolution. Herbert of the Botanist. So please come to that too. Thank you very much for coming to the podcast. I'm very lovely to have you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we'll see you at the events and we'll see you for a drink after as well at oh, the Caledonia. Nice. <laughs>